It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the studios of 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., thanking you for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode, we'll talk about how crazy it is to think that Shea Gilgis-Alexander is the current face of the Oklahoma City Thunder. In fact, I'll tell you why he shouldn't be and tell you the one guy that the Oklahoma City Thunder not only should be promoting, but the guy that should definitely step up and take on this role for the foreseeable future. Also, we'll discuss just how good the Thunder want to be coming up this next year and why that ultimately motivates Chris Paul. And then finally today, I'll talk a little bit about the Andrew Luck situation and not so much about the NBA, just talking about how athletes start thinking or start to see themselves when they start thinking about retirement. And I'll even disagree. I'll even disagree with a PGA pro and Bill Belichick on just exactly when players should retire. My name's Eric G. I'm the editor-in-chief of Thunder Maven. I am Pat Jones' co-host on the Pat Jones Show on 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and this podcast being brought to you by Hotels.com. Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friends trip. Book your own at Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. That's Hotels.com. Be there, do that, and get rewarded. Shea Gilgis-Alexander finally met the Oklahoma City media last week, and it was Cliff Brunt of the Associated Press that asked him the question that's on everybody's mind. Any extra pressure on yourself? I mean, obviously, you're filling the same position Russell Westbrook played. Uh, any extra pressure on you just being in that particular role? Um, absolutely not. Um, I am not Russell Westbrook. I do not have the same name, same body type, nothing like that. Um, so I'm just going to try to be myself and be the best me. And everything else, take care of yourself. It's early, but what are your thoughts on the new team? Um, I'm excited. Um, I feel like we're really talented. Um, and a, a bunch of guys that I've, I've met so far are hardworking and are competitive. And with those three things, it can go as far as we need to. When you put it into perspective, it is absolutely nuts to think that Shea Gilgis-Alexander, a 21-year-old kid with one year of NBA experience, is now all of a sudden the face of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Because the guy he's replacing, and I'm sure you know this by now, but but let's go through and, and, and do the checklist, was an MVP, has finals experience, averaged a triple-double three years, and allegedly ran off Kevin Durant so he could have his own team. And with getting your own team, let's just play that that is true here for a second. Then you accept everything that comes along with the position that that you have been given to who much is given, much is expected. And part of what was expected by Russell Westbrook is the fact that he could take criticism. Even if he would snap back at you, 
Russell Westbrook would use that criticism as motivation to go out and try and get better at the things that he wasn't good at. Sometimes he failed, sometimes he succeeded, but ultimately Russ knew how to handle this. I can't say that about Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And looking at his time in Los Angeles, there really wasn't a superstar that he played with on last year's team, but you did have guys like Avery Bradley and Patrick Beverly. Um, you also had Gortat, um, Tobias Harris. Uh, you had enough guys on this team. Um, Danilo Gallinari, who is coming to Oklahoma City with Shea Gilgis-Alexander. These are all guys that could kind of shade him from that criticism. In fact, if you were looking at the Clippers last year, where would you focus most of your attention? It would be on Doc Rivers, and then it would be on Steve Ballmer. They knew how to shield their players very well from the media criticism because if any time something went wrong with the Clippers, it was usually those two people that were getting the blame. And while Billy Donovan gets the blame somewhat here in Oklahoma City, we're used to blaming the players. Now, will that change now that Russell Westbrook is gone and you're looking at Steven Adams and Chris Paul and that's your veteran leadership, Dennis Schroeder, one of your veteran leaders on this team? I don't know. That that honestly remains to be seen how we treat a guy like Shea Gilgis-Alexander if he is not what we think he needs to be in order for this team to succeed. I think what you will have happen with Oklahoma City Thunder fans if Shea Gilgis Alexander somehow doesn't live up to the billing or what we want from him is they'll go along for a few weeks, but then eventually there is going to be some sharp criticism of him. And will he be able to take it when guys are blasting him on the radio or blasting him in college? And remember with Kevin Durant, Mr. Unreliable. That's why I say when you take all that into consideration, and I think about what Adam Silver said about the fragile mental state of NBA players due in large part to what they're reading on social media. It seems to me the guy best built for this whole face of the thunder situation that he's in or the, the whole face of the thunder position that can be grabbed would be Chris Paul. That's your guy. And, and here's why. One, Chris Paul desperately needs to revamp his reputation. If there's anybody in the NBA who needs a reputation rebuild, it is CP3. And for the Oklahoma City Thunder's sake, you better hope this guy rebuilds his reputation and does it soon. Because if Chris Paul doesn't rebuild his reputation, you're screwed. You're going to be stuck with that contract. This 34, right now, 34-year-old point guard, uh, not getting any younger, paying him over $30 million a year. No, you need to make sure that this guy is completely motivated for the Thunder to win, completely motivated to take on and be a team leader, and then you need to turn around and trade him as quickly as possible once he you know, exhibits all those attributes. And, and, and if you do that, if you're Oklahoma City, which means, which what does this mean for the Oklahoma City Thunder? That's what you're asking here. At this point, well, one, it means you better kind of set the tone early in training camp this year. If you haven't already set the tone, then Billy Donovan needs to set the tone with the players that we're only going to be as good as Chris makes us right now. 
Chris controls everything. When he's out on the floor, you listen to him. You do what he says. If he tells you something on the floor that you need to make better, then listen to him. Then from a marketing standpoint, even though it's driving Chris Paul nuts, to be back here in Oklahoma City, and we know that he doesn't want to play with the Thunder because they're rebuilding, well, then you go out and then you market Chris Paul. You you throw his face on billboards. You sell that jersey in the Thunder shop. You make sure that when any promotional materials are printed, he is on those promotional he is on those promotional those promotional mail outs, handouts, whatever, and make sure that this cat stays happy. Make sure he understands that you know this is a weird situation. He gets that it's a weird situation, but in the meantime, you're gonna make the best of it and do everything you can to not only make him happy, but put him in position so when when teams call and they're looking to make that trade. They're, they're looking to give you something for Chris Paul. You can unequivocally say he stepped up into a big-time leadership role for this young team. He mentored Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He helped a guy like Steven Adams, a veteran player, get better than what he is right now. Chris Paul did all that. He is a guy that you want on your team. So if what it takes to get him is a first-round pick. This first-round pick will be well worth what you give up because what you're getting in return for Chris Paul is a leader that gets along with with his teammates, a guy that gets out in the community or at least can represent the community in in a first-class manner, and a guy on the court that does everything he can to make his teammates around to make his teammates around him better and does everything he can for the team to win. Because of all that, that's why Chris Paul should be the face of this organization. Because Chris Paul can take the criticism, because let's face it, he's been criticized his entire career, and he needs this. And as he is the face of the organization, as he kind of goes through how these next few weeks or this entire year, however long he's with Oklahoma City, then Shea Gilgis-Alexander can watch that and learn from that gather some stuff by osmosis, but also get the opportunity to pick Chris Paul's brain over the next few months to figure out how exactly he became the face of the organization and why it means so much to him to step up. That's how you do it. You ease him into the role. You ease Shea Gilgis-Alexander into the role of being the face of the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next... Just how good do the Thunder want to be? Well, I'll tell you how good they want to be. We keep debating this, but I'll tell you one more time, and we'll discuss the starting five. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Don't forget, go to grip6belts.com. That's grip6belts.com. Use the promo code LOCK, L-O-C-K-E. In fact, go to grip6belts.com slash L-O-C-K-E and get 20% off your first purchase or at least get a discount And you'll have those belt buckles that fit right up against your waist. No holes, no flaps, just great-looking, comfortable belts. That's grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. 
Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is also being posted on Thunder Maven, which is part of the Sports Illustrated Network. So thank you very much for checking us out on Thunder Maven as well as the Locked On Podcast Network. We're in the studios of 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa. And yesterday, or actually it wasn't yesterday, it was last week, watching the jump with uh, Royce Young, who got to hang out in Los Angeles and uh, sit next to Bobby Marks, talk with Brian Windhorse, the... The conversation of how good do the Thunder want to be came up with these guys during this conversation. And Royce essentially spoke on how much Chris Paul would want this team to be good and should be motivated for this team to be good because it's going to make him more attractive to teams that may want to trade for him in the futures, be it right around the December 15th mark, before that or after that. Um, and I'm thinking it's definitely going to be after December 15th when Chris Paul gets traded. It's a fluid situation. But Royce hit the nail on the head that, yeah, Chris Paul wants to be good. Now, I have said, or wants the Thunder to be good, I have said that in a lot of cases, and I truly honestly believe this, unless you can guarantee yourself one of the top three picks in the lottery, then you might as well make the playoffs. Even if you're an eight-seed you're at least riding on the cusp of just outside the lottery, but your fans are going to be a lot more excited when you're competing, when you're making the playoffs, especially in a situation like the Thunder are now where no one really knows what to expect. And you've got a lot of fans who have maintained their excitement. You've got a ton of them who have kept their season tickets a lot of people are all about some Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Danilo Gallinari, and they're looking at this team on paper, and they're thinking, wow, these guys may actually be good enough to pull off something. May. They don't know for for certain. There's very cautious optimism there amongst the Thunder fans, but the longer that this team is good, the better not only is it for morale for the team, morale for the city, but for Clay Bennett, who wants to get out of the luxury tax and would like to definitely turn a profit playing for this team, you're going to make a lot more money with your team in the playoffs than you are with them being a lottery team. Because what inevitably happens if they're a lottery team? If you trade Chris Paul, if you trade Danilo Gallinari at some point during this season and everybody knows that the Thunder have no hope of making the playoffs – that means that the only people showing up to the peak are A, either your dyed-in-the-wool Thunder fans who just bleed blue and orange, or it's people who have been giving tickets or given tickets from season ticket holders or got them on the cheap and are just looking for a night to go out, have dinner, and enjoy some entertainment. That's it. And that's not what you want in the arena. As much as you like those casual fans you want those casual fans to, when they show up, at least be passionate and feel like they're affecting the outcome of the game. So, yes, this year, the Thunder want to be good. Now, after this year, we can debate all day long about whether or not it, it behooves the Thunder to continue to be successful from a wins and losses standpoint and, and what exactly what exactly they need to be accomplishing here 
over these over these next few months, okay? But for right now, yes, I say that this team has to be good to keep this fan base involved and to keep Chris Paul as a marketable option to trade somewhere here down the line. And maybe not just Chris Paul, but all the other guys that we've talked about, uh, be it Gallinari or Schroeder or Steven Adams, whoever, the better you are, the more attractive your players are. Which brings me to this. Um, Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy had me on um, doing the Thunder preview. It's a 20-minute Thunder preview, and we talked about the starting five. And essentially what Josh proposes is that debate between Ferguson and Robertson as far as who was going to start at the three for Oklahoma City, which when you say that those are the guys that will be starting at the small forward spot for OKC, it makes me want to throw up. It makes me absolutely nauseous. Not that I dislike these guys, but neither one of them shoot the three well enough enough for me to go, okay, yeah, this is this is this is who I want running out there. Um, a defensive specialist and a guy that we know, or at least a guy we think can be a three and D guy, but hasn't proven it enough on a consistent basis for me to feel comfortable. That's why I will badger Billy Donovan. For the, for the foreseeable future, and, oh, training camp starts on the 28th, to make sure that Gallinari starts at the three and Muscala starts at the four. That's the lineup that I want to see out on the court because that is your most potent, dangerous lineup that the Thunder could run out there with Chris Paul, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. You got Gallinari, Muscala, and then Adams playing the five. That is it. That is your most... That is your most potent lineup. That is your lineup that will score the most points. And when you get those three shots, three shots at Golden State all before the first of the year, and you know Golden State doesn't have Klay Thompson, but they still have this guy by the name of Steph Curry. They've got Draymond, who they just signed. Um, even though you know Draymond's not really the scoring threat, uh, there is D'Angelo Russell you got to worry about. And I I get it. There's other, there's other teams that are on the schedule that are not the Golden State Warriors. But still, you want your opportunity to build up your best record before the beginning of the year. That's the lineup you have to go with. And if that is not your starting lineup, and fine, all right, so that's not your starting lineup. You want to give Andre Robertson or Ferguson some run, great, and you think that they're better. You think one of them is better in the starting lineup than they are coming off the bench, and I'd have a hard time arguing with that at least make that lineup that I just threw out there your closing lineup. Or maybe better off for that closing lineup, it's those four guys I mentioned with Nerlens Noel at the five instead of Steven Adams because you're looking for a little bit more of a rim protector and a guy that's a little bit more athletic down the stretch. Um, versatility definitely in this Thunder lineup. How Billy Donovan is going to use it will be the most fascinating part of this entire preseason, but I thought there was a lot of versatility on this team last year when the season started, and that turned out to be wrong. I don't want the same thing to be the case this year. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, we will wrap things up, and I'll talk a little bit about Andrew Luck. We'll talk about professional sports, and I'll tell you why I disagree with an NFL legend, and a PGA Touring Pro on just exactly when athletes should retire. It's all right here on Locked on Thunder. Hey, before you go out on a date tonight or before you go into the office tomorrow and you're grabbing that you're grabbing that button-up shirt out of your closet 
and you're thinking, man, I want to be stylish and leave this untucked. And then you put it on and it's baggy and it doesn't fit right. Like every shirt that I own, mm, go to untuckit.com. That's untuckit.com. Do that right now. Order yourself a shirt. They're stylish. They are fitted to your body type. That is your body type, not anyone else's. And they look great. So whether it's on a date, at a meeting, whatever, untuckit.com and use the promo code MBA and get a discount on your first purchase. That's untuckit.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Finishing things up here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, also on Thunder Maven, part of Sports Illustrated. I am Eric G, so let's wrap it up today talking about Andrew Luck. Now, why would I talk about Andrew Luck on an NBA uh, on an NBA podcast? Well, one, a lot of times I like to go off on topics that are, are a little bit more broad-based. And you have to remember, uh, NBA players, they're athletes too, and they go through a lot of the same thing that NFL players do. We have a, a PGA professional on our show on Tulsa by the name of Bo Van Pelt. And Bo Van Pelt cited something that Bill Belichick said today, which is, if you are thinking about retirement, if that thought has already crossed your mind, then you're done. You should just go ahead and hang it up because you're never going to be as good as you are because you're not thinking about how to get better. You're thinking about, well, let's go hang out at the beach. Let's go hit some white. Let's let's go hit some golf balls, let's go sit on some white sand beaches, look at the clear water, and have a few beers. That That is where your mindset is. But I disagree, okay? Now, far be it for me to disagree with maybe the greatest coach in National Football League history and a guy that has played at a level that I could never dream of. But here's why I do disagree with both of them. One, I was always told by not only coaches, but I'll use fraternity pledgeship as an example of this, that going through pledgeship, that if you don't think about quitting, then the members haven't done their job. They haven't made it tough on you. They haven't pushed you to the point where you're like, I'm done with this. It's garbage. Everything that they're asking me to do isn't worth it. But here's what inevitably happens during that time of fraternity pledgeship. Once you think about quitting, you think about all the stuff you will miss with membership. Once you're out of that pledge ship stage and you get to be a full-fledged member, then that's where the fun begins because that's when you start getting to go to formals, you start meeting sorority girls, you have the opportunity to take part 
in things on campus that you didn't have as a pledge, and you get to associate yourself with an organization that you're going to be a part of forever. So not only are you making friends that you will keep for the rest of your life, you are going to have friends from all over the country who were, who went through this and guys that come in that are a lot younger than you and older than you that you'll have something to bond over. And for me, there was a lot to give up whenever I thought about quitting something. Same thing with broadcasting. I think if there's some point where I didn't think about quitting, giving up Lock on Thunder, because it's like, every, every man, I got to do something every single day, even during the off season. And yeah, I know we've been down to once a week. Well, okay, I've got other jobs <laughs> that I'm doing, and there's some other really cool stuff going on as well I'll tell you about later. But every day I think, man, no. And then I think about what I'd be missing because this team is my passion. Okay, the Thunder are my passion. It was pointed out to me that it's pointed out to me by somebody much smarter than me that the Thunder that that the Thunder are my favorite team to talk about. They're my favorite team to follow. And even though I may have went to the University of Oklahoma, there's nothing I love more than the Thunder. And you know, let's continue to make this segment about me. But I tell you all that essentially to go back to the point that we talked about where I think you almost have to, in anything you love, in anything worth doing, you have to get pushed to the point of thinking about quitting to really understand what you're leaving behind. And when an athlete decides that what he's leaving behind isn't worth it anymore, then that's the time to retire. Not just because it crosses your mind, on one particular play or when you're going through training camp, but when you decide that it is no longer worth to do it, that's when you decide to retire. And and for that, I actually admire Andrew Luck for him saying, nah, this isn't worth it anymore to me. I want quality of life over the fame and the recognition and everything else that goes along with being an NFL quarterback. That is something to be admired by all of us because in just too often in life right now, I think we are all motivated by the wrong things, myself included. I mean, look, it's nice to be told that, you know, hey, I like your podcast or, hey, I like the show that you're doing or I I dug this interview you did or whatever. Like, all that is great, but that's not why I should be motivated by it. I should be motivated by passion. If I don't have that passion anymore, then, yeah, I should walk away, which Andrew Lug did. And that goes for same guys in the – it goes for guys in the NBA as well. If you're not feeling it, it's better to walk away and not hold your team hostage. And good on the Colts for paying this this guy's money because, quite frankly, I wouldn't do it. If I was the Colts, you retire on me, and that contract says I can recoup money, I'm going to make you pay every bit of it back. And then I'm going to use it to go get other players because my job as an owner to make sure my team's in position to win. That wraps up today's Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back on Wednesday. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 